Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day this is the daily 10 with matt chernoff all right everybody here we go it's time for the tuesday edition of the daily 10 it's your friend matt back again and we're ready to take you on our 10 minute sports journey together today here's what's coming up on our roads group rundown which is brought to you by the roads group and you think well matt tell me about the roads group who are they Well, the Rhodes Group is the independent insurance agency that I trust, that I use in the northern suburbs of Atlanta to get me and my family the best insurance rates, best coverage, best policy for my home and car insurance. As rates continue to rise, you know time is money. So you need to make sure you're covered by getting an independent agency like the Rhodes Group to do the shopping for you. And why do I say shopping? You want at least 10, and I stress at least 10 insurance quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy otherwise you're going to spend hours and hours doing it yourself and probably making a costly mistake instead get in touch with an independent agent like the Rhodes group to do the shopping for you that always comes with peace of mind comprehensive collision coverage uninsured motorist third-party liability the things that we've heard about that we just probably wouldn't get right get in touch with the Rhodes group by calling them to get those 10 quotes over the phone at 678-341-9667 or They have a landing page for you to get the 10 quotes in less than 10 minutes. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. Roads-group.com slash churnoff. So we've seen this 24-month role reversal between Georgia and Alabama, and they will rekindle their magical uh, relationship on Saturday, but again, in very different roles. Plus, this has to be the Falcons' formula for success just simply based on their investment. And then we need to see that on display when the Falcons are in New York against the Jets coming up on Sunday. And you can cross another potential Braves free agent addition off your list. I didn't think it was very realistic, but some of you did. So we'll talk about that coming up. But let's start with Georgia and Alabama. SEC Championship Week is here. You'll get it Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. In some of these shops, Georgia opened as a four-point favorite. and some others, I saw it at four and a half or five. I'll keep it at five. That's where I saw it this morning. We'll see how the line moves. I only bring the number up because Alabama's only been an underdog four other times since 2010. So this will be the fifth time Nick Saban's team has been an underdog. Coincidentally, all five times it's happened against Georgia. In the previous four meetings when they were a dog, they've won three of the four games outright. So keep that in mind as the two teams will clash on Saturday. Now, we know perception and reality sometimes can be very different, but perception does 
influence reality. Well, the reason I bring that up is the roles are reversed on Saturday. It wasn't that long ago that anytime Georgia and Alabama would meet, typically it would have to be, well, Georgia's got to prove to me they can beat Alabama. I just got done telling you, even as favorites, they lost three or four head-to-head matchups with Alabama. So the world outside of Georgia would say, I trust Alabama. I just trust Nick Saban. I trust they'll find a way to win these games. And they were proven right in a lot of situations. Go back to the SEC championship two years ago when Georgia rolled in undefeated and Bama needed the game to make the college football playoff and they dominated. I mean, they beat Georgia about the head and neck. So once again, people were left after the SEC title game to say, well, Kirby can't beat Saban. Saban's going to continue to dominate. That was going to be the narrative that didn't change until it did. Since that game in the SEC championship two years ago, think what has changed. Dogs won the national championship head-to-head against Alabama. Since then, Georgia's gone on this incredible streak where not only they've won back-to-back championships, but they've won 29 games in a row. They've dominated everybody in the conference and out of the conference. They've become the preeminent college football program, the spot that was once head, uh, held by Alabama. And here's what I know about the dogs. Every time they need to show up against a playoff caliber or a playoff team, boy, they have shown out in the last two years since they played Alabama in the SEC title game. Just kind of to jog your memory, when there are stakes in win-and-go-home type scenarios, Georgia beat Michigan. They beat Bama in the Natty. They beat Oregon in the opener. They beat Tennessee in a game that everybody thought Tennessee coming in number one to Athens a year ago was going to really push Georgia. They didn't. Georgia won against LSU in the SEC title game a year ago by 20. They came back to beat Ohio State in the final moments of the Peach Bowl. They rolled TCU in the championship game. And then you could look at this year. Three straight ranked opponents. They beat Missouri, dominated Ole Miss, and boat raced Tennessee. I don't necessarily think that means they're going to absolutely win on Saturday, but they get the benefit of the doubt. The role reversal that Alabama always would be the team that we would say they'll figure it out. They'll find a way to win because that's what they always do. Well, now it's Georgia. They get the benefit of the doubt. And if Alabama wins, not only is it an upset, you will have to say, well, didn't see maybe that coming. Alabama's capable, but Georgia gets the benefit of the doubt. Georgia's won the 29 in a row. Georgia's the back-to-back defending national champion. Georgia's trying for a three-peat. Like all the things that at one point in your life you said about Bama not that long ago, now you're saying it about Georgia. It's a very crazy world that just 24 months has changed the perception of what we think of these two programs as they will meet again at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. All right, we'll talk about the Falcons' blueprint for success and how it's going to need to be on display Sunday when they play the Jets. We'll do that in a moment after I remind you we're brought to you by the Daily Draft. Downtown Woodstock on Main Street, right in the heart of all the bars and restaurants and the nightlife in downtown Woodstock is the ma- is the Daily Draft. That's the main attraction. Two-story sports bar experience that you're going to fall in love with. So if you're coming from Roswell or Milton or Alpharetta, you're right around the corner. If you're coming from Canton or Kennesaw, we'd love to see you Thursday night. Yours truly will be hosting our monthly exhibition of trivia for prizes that we just we have a great time. So Thursday night, we play from 7 to 9. And if you're listening to this uh, pod on Tuesday, the 28th, we will be there on the 30th, November 30th, 7 to 9, Daily Draft. We would love to have you there for uh, all the good times. Now, when you're in the building, you're going to see what I bragged about, the craft beer bar, the brand new menu they've rolled out, the beer wall with self-serve taps, the best big screen in the burbs, great views of all the games and that two-story sports bar experience. It happens only at the Daily Draft. Check them out online at thedailydraft.net. Follow them on social media on Instagram and Facebook. 
keep up with all things Daily Draft. So the Falcons will head to MetLife Stadium on Sunday afternoon to face the Jets. The Falcons opened up as a two and a half point road favorite in the game. And the way they win Sunday is got to be the same way they won this past Sunday. It's the blueprint that's the run game. The Falcons' best attribute over the last couple of years continues to be the run game. And it's not a surprise they've invested very heavily in having a big-time run game. Bijan Robinson's an example. They've invested in three first-round picks on the offensive line. They traded up for a, a, a guard who's a second-round pick, but they moved up to get Matthew Bergeron. They have a run-first play caller. The math works best for the Falcons when they run the ball more than 30 times, and they have success. I'm not just saying run it to run it, but have the success they had against the Saints where it was 31 rushes, 228 yards. It also adds up to the Falcons throwing the ball less than 30 times. Now, not every game can happen that way. The script of the game changes. The flow of the game changes. But if they can have the math work out the way it did Sunday where they ran the ball 31 times and threw it 21, like that's always best for success for the Falcons. It limits the exposure of Desmond Ritter. It highlights and accentuates what the Falcons do best. That hasn't always been there this season. It's been a bit of a rocky road to this run game. With all the attention on the quarterback and the head coach, I get it, but the run game is the key to this team's success. Bijan certainly gets a bulk of the attention, but this past Sunday was Bijan mixed in with Algier, mixed in with Cordero Patterson, and some of the run game of Desmond Ritter. That's got to be a big thing against the Jets, who have given up some big chunks of yards on the ground over the last three or four weeks. Keep that in mind as the Falcons look ahead to Sunday, that if it turns out to be a game where they just can't establish the run and Desmond Ritter's got to throw against a really good Jet defense, that's where the mistakes That's where the turnovers, that's where the Falcons get themselves in trouble. And when you're a team that plays every game close and low scoring, you've got to be able to run the football. You grab a late lead like you did against the Saints on Sunday. And the last two series of the game for the Falcons were so impressive. Falcons were up 14-12 late in the fourth quarter. Here were the next two drives against New Orleans. They combined to put up 14 carries, 81 yards, had a touchdown and a field goal to finish the game. Now mix that in with the fact that on the drive where the Falcons were up two, 14-12, 14-12, to 12, Desmond Ritter was 5-for-5 five five passing for 72 yards. But to me, it played off the run game. The success of the run game, the success of play action, giving Desmond more time, a clean pocket. He wasn't sacked on Sunday. And all that comes back to limiting his throws, limiting the, the rush, and I mean the pass rush, because they have to respect the run game. It's got to be a part of the DNA every week for this team, and it's got to be there on Sunday against the Jets, or they'll lose a close, ugly game like they've done in Tennessee or the way they did in Arizona, or the way they did at home to Minnesota. That's always on the menu. All right, I want to talk about the Braves, who uh, I know Braves fans are a little bummed that another popular name that people had tied to the Braves is now off the market. Yesterday, Sonny Gray and the Cardinals agreed to a three-year deal worth $75 million. And I know the response from Braves fans was, well, that seems to be in the Braves' price range and the amount of years. It does. Like three years, $75 million. To me, not signing Sonny Gray was a choice. Not a, we can't afford it, or no, we don't want to spend. I don't think they were going to do Sonny Gray, not just for that money. But what came along with signing Sonny Gray was you had to give up, I think, two draft picks and $500,000 of international slot money. For a 34-year-old who's good, who's coming off a great year, but has also had some injury stuff through a lot of innings over the last year, the the Braves made a choice. You might be disappointed, and they might be wrong for that choice eventually, but this was the decision. I don't think they were ever in on Aaron Noel the way the national media was selling it to you guys that the Braves offered six years and $162 million. I don't buy it. When you have Max Freed on your own staff and you're not willing to do that, I don't think you're willing to do it for Aaron Nola. 
I'll compare this to the, what the Braves have done with Charlie Morton. The Braves at this point, after picking up Charlie's latest option, it will be a four-year deal for Charlie worth $75 million. But it happens on the Braves' terms. They can reevaluate it each and every year after the season. They can decide if we want to move forward with it or we want to cut bait. Because the AAV on Charlie Morton works out to be $18.7 million. It's great value for the Braves. The difference in signing Aaron Nola to the seven-year deal is there's no out on that if it doesn't work after two or three years and he starts breaking down. With Sonny Gray, I don't imagine that's a huge issue, but who knows what year two and three of those look like. I think this was a choice by the Braves. I still told you my prediction is they will make a move before the end of the week on a pitcher. Might not be the pitcher you want. Might not be the sexiest of choices. It might be somebody we haven't even thought of or focused on. Or maybe it is Marcus Stroman. Right? Maybe it is a trade for Shane Bieber. Maybe it is a trade for Corbin Burns or signing Eduardo Rodriguez. Maybe. I have no idea. But I will remind you, anytime you keep hearing the Braves attached to any of these players, it's all coming from agents. Take it with a grain of salt. Try your best to fight it because it's not coming from them, nor would it. They don't put their business out there. It's not how the Braves operate. Alex likes to work in the shadows quietly. When everybody's focused on one thing, he's making a move somewhere else. He's not going to make a move just to make a move. But he does have to bolster this starting rotation. Nobody would argue against that. But he's got to make what he thinks is a smart move, a right move for the short term and the long term. So we'll see what happens. I'll stick with my prediction. They will add a pitcher, a starting pitcher before the end of the week. We'll see if I'm right. If I am, you all have to subscribe to the pod. I mean in thousands. If you haven't already, now's the time to subscribe on any podcast platform. We're available on all the above. It'll guarantee you get the podcast waiting for you each and every morning at 10 a.m. I will talk to you folks this afternoon at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. We'll be back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. 
a business owner is burning the midnight oil, an at-home dinner date is plating up possibility, and it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.